Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to this Genesis podcast. This is going to be episode number 27, Genesis chapter 27. Uh, And this is where um, Jacob is giving uh, Esau and Isaac blessings, and, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, where Isaac is giving Jacob and Esau blessings, and how um, because of their favorites, uh, Rebecca has a favorite and Jacob has a favorite. And so this is showing us that even the, Patriarchs had weaknesses at the time, and and it gives us hope that uh, we can have weaknesses and be exalted too. All right. Um, Beginning in verse 1, and it came to pass, uh, at the end of this chapter, by the way, I'm going to be reading an extensive excerpt from Alfred Edersheim, so if when we get to that part you want to stop and not not listen to that part, that's fine. But I I really like it. It's a summary of what's going on here, and it's uh, just well written. Anyway, verse 1, it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son, and he said, Here am I, or behold, here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old, I know not the day of my death. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, and go out to the field, and take or hunt me some venison, and make me savory meat such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. Isaac was going to go against the prophecy of the Lord by giving Esau the primary blessing, but Rebekah showed a lack of faith by taking things into her own hands. This shows the weakness of those great people who later, we learn, have become exalted. This is one of the most remarkable complications of life, showing in the clearest manner that a higher hand guides the threads of history so that neither sin nor error can ultimately entangle them. Each one weaves the threads which are committed to them, to him according to his own views and desires, but at last, when the texture is complete, we behold, we behold it in we behold in it the pattern which the master had long devised, and towards which each laborer had only contributed one or another feature. At the time of which we write, Isaac was one hundred and thirty-seven years old, an age at which his half brother Ishmael had died. 14 years before, and though Isaac was destined to live yet 43 years longer, Uh, The decay of his sight and other infirmities brought the the thought of death very near to him. Under these circumstances, he resolved formally to bestow the privileges naturally belonging to the firstborn upon Esau. With this, however, he coupled as a sort of preliminary condition that Esau should bring and prepare for him some venison. Possibly he regarded the finding of the game as a sort of providential sign and the preparation of it as a token of affection. There would be nothing stranger in this for those who believe in God and yet for some reason refuse implicitly to follow his directions, are always on the outlook for some sign to justify them in setting aside the clear intimations of his will. But Rebecca had overheard the conversation between her husband and her son. Probably she had long been apprehensive of some sort of some such event and on the outlook for it, and now the danger seemed most pressing. Another hour, and the blessing might forever be lost to Jacob. Humanly speaking, safety lay in in quick resolution and decided action. 
It mattered not what were the means employed, if only the end were attained. Had not God distinctly pointed out Jacob as heir to the promises? Had not Esau proved himself utterly unfit for it? And that even before he married those Canaanite, Canaanitish women, she could only be fulfilling the will of God when she kept her husband from so great a wrong and secured to her son what God had intended him to possess. Thus Rebekah probably argued in her own mind, to be sure, if she had had the faith of Abraham, who was ready on Mount Moriah to offer up his own son, believing that if it were to be so, God was able to raise him from the dead, she would not have acted, not even felt nor feared as she did. But then her motives were very mixed, even though she kept the promise steadily in view, and her faith was weak and imperfect, even though she imagined herself to be carrying out the will of God. Such hours come to most of us when it almost seems as if necessity obliged and holy wisdom prompted us to uh, accomplish in our own strength that which nevertheless we should leave in God's hand. If once we enter on such a course, it will probably not be long before we cast to the winds any scruples about the means to be employed so that we secure the object desired and which possibly may seem to us in accordance with the will of God. Here also faith is the only true remedy, faith which leaves God to carry out his own purposes, content to trust him absolutely and to follow him whithersoever he leadeth. And God's way is never through the thicket of human cunning and devices. He that believeth shall not make haste, nor he, nor need he, for God will do, do it all for him. And that was from Alfred, Alfred Edersheim. And that's not the quote that I was thinking of talking about earlier, uh, later on. Verse 5, And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison, and take me savory meat, that I may eat, and bless thee before the Lord bless uh, before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to, my, to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father peradventure will feel me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. Now I want you to keep in mind this uh, deception that Jacob is, is doing here. Uh, because this is going to happen to him later. I probably shouldn't have, I should, probably should have given you a spoiler alert. Um, anyway, sorry about that. Verse 13, And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son, only obey my voice, and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son, and she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon her hand, upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. And he went unto his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him, and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. I guess uh, Rebekah didn't tell him to disguise his voice. And he said, Art thou 
Art thou my son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat. And he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him, and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven, and the fatness of the earth, and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee, and blessed, is he, blessed be he that blesseth thee. Back to Alfred Edersheim. In pursuance of her purpose, Rebekah proposed to Jacob to take advantage of his father's dim sight and to personate Esau. He was put he was to put on his brother's dress, which bore the smell of the aromatic herbs and bushes among which he was most wont to, to hunt, and to cover his smooth skin with a kind of fur, while Rebekah would prepare a dish which his father would not be able to distinguish from the venison which Esau was to make ready for him. It is remarkable that although Jacob at first objected, his scruples were caused rather by fear of detection than from a sense of, of the wrong proposed. But Rebecca quieted his misgivings, possibly trusting that since she was doing as she thought the will of God, she could not but succeed. In point of fact, Jacob found his part more difficult than he could have expected. Deceit, equivocation, and lying repeated again and again were required to allay the growing suspicions of the old man. At last, Jacob succeeded with what shame and remorse we can readily imagine in diverting his father's doubts and Isaac bestowed upon him the blessing and with it the birthright. But it deserves special notice that while this blessing assigned to him both the land of Canaan and lordship over his brethren, there is in it but the faintest allusion to the great promise to Abraham. The only words which can be supposed to refer to it are these, Cursed be everyone that curseth thee, and blessed be, that, blessed be he that, that blesseth thee. But this is manifestly very different from the blessing of Abraham. In thee and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. It is clear that Isaac imagined he had blessed Esau and that he did not dare confer upon him the spiritual privileges attached to the birthright. So after all, Jacob and Rebekah did not attain that which they had sought for. Verse 30, And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out of the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat, and brought it unto his father, and said unto his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, my fir thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly, and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison, or hunted game, and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest, and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. In spite of how it happened, Jacob is to receive the birthright blessing. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry, and said unto his father, Bless me even also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came and, subtly, and, and with subtlety, and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob, a supplanter? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said unto him, Esau, behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him, and what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou not 
Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Back to Edersheim's comments. Jacob has, had scarcely left the presence of his father when Esau entered with the venison he had prepared. If Isaac, Rebekah, and Jacob had been each wrong in their share of the transaction, Esau deserves at least equal blame. Not to speak of his previous knowledge of the will of God on this point, he disguised from his brother Jacob that he was about to obtain from his father's favor that which he had actually sold to Jacob. Surely there was here quite quite as great dishonesty, cunning, and untruthfulness as on the part of Jacob. When Isaac now discovered the deceit which had been practiced upon him, he trembled very exceedingly, but he refused to recall the blessing he had pronounced. I have blessed him, yea, and he shall be blessed. Now for the first time, the mist which, is the, which in this matter has long had long had so long hung about Isaac's spiritual vision seems dispelled. He sees the finger of God, who had averted the danger which his own weakness had caused. Thus, while his parties in the transaction while all, all parties in the transaction had been in error and sin, God brought about his own purpose and Isaac recognized this fact. Now the now for the first time also Esau obtained a glimpse of what he had really lost. We read that afterwards when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. At his earnest entreaty for some kind of blessing, Isaac pronounced what in reality was a prophecy of the future of Edom. Verse 39, And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above, and by thy sword shalt thou live, and thou shalt serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have, domin have the dominion, thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. The story of how Jacob obtained the birthright blessing from Isaac with the help of his mother is a troubling one in many respects. Typically, the commentators who do not have access to Latter-day scriptures come to one or two conclusions. Either they emphasize Esau's unworthiness for the birthright and therefore justify the deception, or else they criticize Jacob's shrewd and crafty nature. A more complete knowledge of gospel principles, however, may pose some additional problems. Can a person deceive a patriarch and get a blessing that belongs to someone else? Was Jacob a deceitful and crafty man? Was Isaac blindly favorable to certain children? Can one be dishonest and still get a valid patriarchal blessing? The following points should be carefully considered. One, as the record in Genesis now reads, there is little option but to conclude that Rebekah and Jacob deliberately deceived Isaac and that Jacob explicitly lied to his father. Rebekah and Jacob believed the deception was necessary because Isaac obviously favored Esau. Joseph Smith, however, taught that certain errors had crept into the Bible through ignorant translators, careless transcribers, or designing and corrupt priests. For example, a comparison of the early chapters of Genesis with the fuller accounts revealed to the prophet, now found in the book of Moses and Abraham, show how much had been lost. It is possible that the story of Jacob's obtaining the birthright has also lost much or been changed by unbelievers. These changes could then explain the contradictions. Rebecca, number two, Rebecca knew by personal revelation that Jacob was to be the son of the covenant. Jacob reluctantly gave in to his mother's wishes after she told him that she would take the responsibility for what they were about to do. And three, although the early patriarchs and their wives were great and righteous men and women who eventually were exalted and perfected, this fact does not mean that they were perfect in every aspect while in mortality. 
If the story is correct as found in Genesis, Isaac may have been temporarily short-sighted in favoring Esau, or Rebekah may have had insufficient faith in the Lord to let him work his will and therefore undertook a plan of her own to ensure that the promised blessings would come to pass. These shortcomings do not lessen their later greatness and their eventual perfection. And four, whatever the explanations for the circumstances surrounding the reception of the blessing, one thing is perfectly clear. Priesthood holders are given the keys to bind and loose on earth and have that, va have that action validated in heaven. Once Isaac learned of the deception, he could have revoked the blessing and given it to Esau. Instead, he told Esau, yea, he shall be blessed. Later, when Jacob was preparing to leave for Padan Aram to escape Esau's wrath, Isaac clearly gave him the blessing of Abraham an additional proof that Jacob received the blessing meant for him and that Isaac confirmed it upon him. Thus, if the Genesis record is correct as it now is, Jacob, like others, received a call and a promise of eventual blessings because of his potential and in spite of his weaknesses. Like anyone, he had then to live worthily in order to obtain the promised blessings. And all of that was out of the Old Testament student manual. Um, God chose Jacob over Esau while the two were, in, were yet in Rebekah's womb and before either, as far as the works of this life are concerned, had earned any preferential status. Why? It is a pure matter of pre-existence. Jacob was coming into the world with greater spiritual capacity than Esau. He was foreordained to a special work. He was elected to serve in a chosen capacity. Through, then through the lineage of Jacob, God sent those valiant spirits, those noble and great ones, who in his infinite wisdom and foreknowledge he knew would be inclined to serve him. Through Esau came those spirits of lesser valiance and devotion. Hence, in the very nature of things, many of Jacob's seed were righteous in this life, and many of Esau's were wicked, causing Malachi to say in the Lord's name some 1,500 years later that God loved the house of Jacob and hated the house of Esau. And that was by Bruce R. McConkie. Uh, verse 41, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my father Jacob, or my brother Jacob. And these words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, proposing to kill thee. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice and arise. Flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days until thy brother's fury turn away, until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget, forget that which thou hast done to him. Then I will send and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do for me? Um, back to uh, 41 or 42. I just wanted to read another thing by Edersheim here. Um, for that Isaac was now acting in faith and that he discerned, he discerned how without knowing it, he had blessed not according to his own inclination, but according to the will and purpose of God appears from the subsequent history. It seems that Esau, full of hatred and envy, resolved to rid himself of his rival by murdering his brother, only deferring the execution of his purpose till after the death of his father, which he also believed to be near at hand. Somehow Rebekah, ever watchful, obtained tidings of this, and knowing her, eldest, her elder son's quick temper, which, however violent, did not long harbor anger, she resolved to send Jacob away to her brother Laban for a few days, as she fondly imagined, after which she would send and fetch him from thence. But kindness towards her husband prompted her to keep from him 
Esau's murderous plan and to plead as a reason for Jacob's temporary departure, that which no doubt was also a strong motive in her own mind, that Jacob should marry one of her kindred. For as she said, if Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life be to me? Petulant as was her language, her reasoning was just, and Isaac knew it from painful experience of Esau's wives. And now Isaac expressly sent Jacob to Laban to seek him a wife, and in so doing, this time consciously and wittingly renewed the blessing which formerly had been fraudulently obtained from him. Now also the patriarch speaks clearly and unmistakably, not only reiterating the very terms of the covenant blessing in all their fullness, but especially adding these words, God Almighty give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee. Thus Isaac's dimness of spiritual sight had at, la had at last wholly passed away, but the darkness around Esau seems to only have grown deeper and deeper. Upon learning what charge Isaac had given his son, and apparently for the first time awakening to the fact that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac, his father, he took Mahaloth, the daughter of Ishmael, as a third wife, as if he had mended matters by forming an alliance with him whom Abraham had by God's command cast out. Thus the spiritual incapacity and unfitness of Esau appeared at every step, even when he tried to act kindly and dutifully. So this is the story of, uh, that's the story of uh, the losing the birthright uh, by Esau to his brother and uh, bear testimony of the truth of these things and that uh, that we even though we might have weaknesses when we repent we can also become exalted like these uh, wonderful patriarchs in the name of Jesus Christ amen